Today, we are brought to you by none other than Pixie Sticks, the original cocaine. Pixie Sticks, the drug that's okay for children because it's uh, technically sugar and it is in a stick, but it has the same effects on your little kid brain. Gets you hyped up, gets you hyper, gets you addicted, makes you twitchy, and uh, want to start all kinds of crazy businesses. Pixie Sticks, cocaine crack for kids. Go to www.pixie-sticks-nescent.com for a 3.19% off your next purchase of a single stick of Pixie Dust. Give it to your kids early in the morning, late at night. See what happens and uh, take it as an adult. Work on your diabetes. Make it happen. PixieSticks.com for your discount code. Let's hop into the episode. We're back. Look at that. Now, only a couple episodes this week. I'm aware. Sometimes you got to space them out, you know. When we are still in lockdown, there's still so little going on, so little happening that um, if there's not, if nothing happens, sometimes I sit down and it's the same process I have when I try to write jokes. Sometimes there's a lot of ideas and, you know, I'm flooded with these creativity, these juices that come into my brain. And sometimes you sit down when you're trying to do something creative, you're trying to write material and nothing shows up. You're like hitting, you're you knocking on a door for hours. You sit there, you show up and you knock on this door for hours and then you take a step back and you realize, oh my God, the door the whole time has been um, a wall. It's been a rock. It's not even a fucking door. Fucking, fucking. You ever heard someone more afraid to say fuck? Fucking, there you go. So um, yeah, I'm spacing it out this week. And uh, there's going to be some format changes to come, up and coming for the podcast, so stay tuned. And uh, yeah, give your kids pixie sticks though, that's the main thing. I don't know if you guys ever watched uh, Toddlers and Tierras back in the day. That was probably, you know, obviously the entire show was absurd. But that was the craziest part was when they would give those little girls their go-go juice. And uh, that shit was like, what would they put in there? I mean, you're giving them Red Bull. And they would and they would give them uh, pixie sticks, which is where I don't know why a kid would even need that. Kids have so much energy. You ever see a child? They got so much natural energy. I don't know why you have to ramp it up with also you know liquid crack. But then again, you you're in it to win it. And when you're in pageants, you're not showing up just for fun. There is no just doing a fun pageant. You're in there to win grand supreme. You're in there to win a giant trophy with with um, stuffed animals and my, and most importantly money that your parents will put into some type of fund and then spend all of it before you're even available to touch it. I guarantee that's what I... What are the odds that any of those kids in those pageants ever see any of the money that comes out of that? I mean, their moms are psychos. Their moms are psychos. You think that, that you have that psycho gene... And then the other part of your brain is going to be like, well, you know, it's, but it's important to just invest this money and save it for their education. <laughs> no way. There's no way, man. So that's kind of sad. I bet that those, because you can win uh, money, I guess, maybe thousand bucks. So if you're doing a bunch of them, a couple, you know, 10 gur, 20 gur, stash that away. But you know, mama's spending that, all that shit. She's out there getting a Jeep. She's buying my dream vehicle with it. So um, but yeah, I remember they would juice those fucking kids up, give, hit them with that, 
pixie stick, hit him with that Red Bull. Could you imagine being a child and having a Red Bull when you don't have any tolerance for that type of stuff? It that would you would I mean how big is a child's liver even the size of a fist? A kid liver is like a fist size, and now you're gonna put a pixie stick and you're gonna shove a Red Bull in there? Oh my god! I can't even imagine, man. Like you know, my caffeine tolerance is so high now. I could literally drink a venti coffee right before bed and go to sleep just because my tolerance is so high. I I, I wish you could reset it without taking a break because that's what they always say. The only way you can actually reset it is you have to uh, abstain for like two weeks or some shit. No, what? You think I'm gonna go two weeks without caffeine? Dog, dog. Shout out to anyone who doesn't take caffeine, by the way. Shout out to anyone who can just wake up. Shout out to you. I don't know how you do that. People that can just wake up, right? Or how about this? What's even crazier is how about people that don't even have a vice, right? Like the Mormons, they can't drink alcohol. Okay. They can't even have caffeine. What do you do? You got to have something. I don't think they can gamble. Everyone has to have something. You'll find that like people who don't drink, you know, they, they're usually into weed or something. And people who don't do either, they, they usually gamble or they murder people. You got to have something that you're into. Some type of way to release. I mean, you're just going to be sober and not, you're not going to do a vice ever. Oh, I feel like you, if you don't, you die and you look back and you go, shit, I could have done a lot more bad stuff, right? I mean, that's probably... Why Bill Gates, not to rehash that whole thing, but I mean, that's probably part of what's going on with him. At a certain point, he looks around and he goes, hey, man, I got one life. I came down here. I had one life. I fucking smashed it. I became a billionaire. I became, for a time, the richest guy in the world. I'm always top 10. One of the richest people ever. And someday I'm going to die. And if I look back, and I didn't do some, you know, I didn't do some crazy shit. I'm like, God damn it. Because I'm going to wake up in my next life, you know, born in Iceland. Not a chance of having the same thing. And I'll be looking back going, man, remember when I was a billionaire? I should have wilded out a little bit more, huh? I should have had some sexy yacht parties a little bit. I wonder if that's what starts going through your mind at that point, right? That would be crazy as shit too. Imagine if you die and you're reincarnated. But you could imagine, you could remember your previous life. That would be some crazy shit. Hey, imagine that. Like you actually remember who you were in a previous life. So someone out, someone out there, right? You were Elvis. Someone was Elvis. And then they die and they wake up. And now they're like, you know, um, you know, they sell hardwood at Costco. They're that guy. Now they used to be Elvis Presley. And now they're the guy that at, when you're leaving Costco sells laminate floor. And you're just sitting there going like, I used to be the king of rock and roll. Dude, I can't even buy my own music right now. And that was me. Oh, no, no respect out here. So on the flip side though, you could have an incredibly shitty life. And then you wake up the next year and you're like, you know, you're one of these like TikTok kids. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's good, dude. I don't know if that's good. Some of these kids make a lot of money. But I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. That early success seems to, anyway, who cares? Let's get, let's get out of this. Um, 
I was watching last night, Too Hot to Handle, new season. Hit me with it. Now, Too Hot to Handle, in my opinion, is not as good as, um, what was the other one that I was watching? It's not as good as Love Island. Love Island, of course, is the one where the couples go to an island, they're split apart, and then, oh no, that's, sorry, Temptation Island. Temptation Island is the one that's the best. The couples are split apart, they're put into their own individual villas, and then a bunch of singles come in, and they basically, you know, they try to steal them from their partner type thing. That one is the best. It's the craziest format that is the most drama, because there's so much on the line. That's what makes it better than the other ones is they're, th- these people are actively in a relationship and you can watch it get torn apart. You watch these people cheat on each other on a TV show. Jesus. So that one is the best one for entertainment value. For my money, for my money, that's the best one. But the other one that's good too, too hot to handle, is a similar concept except everyone is single. So they literally just put... The sexiest single people in a, in a house, and then they just let them go. They just let them go. And I cannot believe how horny these people are. I honestly cannot believe it. Some of the girls, the, like the one chick, she's like, I think about sex all the time. I need it all the time, right? She sees the first dude. They're like making out within 10 minutes of getting there. And I'm like, is this real? I don't know. Is this just... Did they just choose the right people? Or is this what happens? Is this what happens when you have an island filled with just sexy people? Is that really what would happen? Is the governor of our society ugly people? (laughs) Is that the only thing slowing things down? Is the ugly people in between, or even the average people, like most of us, us average looking people, in between, kind of buffering the super sexy people away from each other. Is that it? And then once you distill all of us away and you isolate just the sexy people, that they just go after it? Is that what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. And the, the girl, it was weird because I, I, I don't believe that bit either. When she's like, I think about sex all day. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't, I know, now there's some girls who probably do more than others for sure, but I don't know. I, that seems like a bit to me. That seems like kind of an angle to get on the show. But then again, I mean, she was rubbing some dude's wood on the first episode. So we'll see what happens. It's such an entertaining, you know, again, it's one of those shows where it's like, all right, I'm ready to just turn my brain off and watch these dum-dums go at it. Right. And of course, nobody has a job on the show. They all get on, right? I love that. They get on, they say their job, and it's like influencer, model. All the girls are a model. The one girl is an attorney. The one girl has a job, and the rest are just model. And you know what? When someone says they're a model nowadays, you're like, what does that even mean, dude? Like, model is the same. It's as broad as saying um, actor. It doesn't tell me. Well, model is even more broad than because actor means. The reason actor is kind of broad is because it's like, do you even have work right now, right? Like someone can just say they're an actor and start going to auditions. Then you say, I'm an actor. But if you put that into like another context, if someone was a plumber, but they were just constantly interviewing for plumbing jobs and never actually got to do the plum, are they a plumber? So that's the, that's the gray area with acting. 
But modeling is even more gray area because I don't even know what that means. Are you with an agency? Or does your friend just take photos of you by a railroad track and then put, throw a sepia filter on it? Now you're a model. Huh. <laughs> right? Anyone can say that. It's like DJ, dude. I've said this before, but everyone knows someone from high school. There was like a, this period in time between 2008 to 2012. Every fourth person was a DJ. And I'm not mad at the hustle, dude. Honestly, I'm not mad. If you can figure out a way to sell tickets and put on a show and push a space bar and make thousands of dollars, more, more, you know, props. I like the hustle. I like it. But everyone and their dog was a fucking DJ for a bit, right? So anyway, that's just one of those things where you hear, you know, model. I'm sure influencer is going to be like the number one job in the world. Pretty soon. That's what everyone's... I'm an influencer. I influence. Holy shit. (laughs) So model. All the girls are models, right? And, uh, you know, but this is what's so lame about that. First of all, is there any harder career in the world than modeling? I mean, you want to talk about... You want to talk about athletics is difficult because you have a short time frame for many sports like football. you got a short time frame... To make all of your money, right? And then if you, unless you parlay that career into business or into something else afterwards, you are, you have to live off what you were able to save during your high earning years. That's like 8% of your life. If you're lucky, right? Athletics is difficult. But modeling, what a gig, hey? What a gig. Because as soon as you're what, 24? They're like, you're old. Right? You're old. You know, on some websites on the internet, they would classify you as mature, quote unquote. You'd fall into the mature category. What a tough gig, you know? And there's a few. You know, there's a few that make it through the cracks. There's Cindy Crawford or whatever. I guess Heidi Klum is still doing the damn thing. But, um, I mean, other than that, it's a, what a racket. Although... I will say this. I did not realize how much they make until that book I read a while ago about the uh, Malaysian, the fake Malaysian billionaire. And they talked about Miranda Kerr in there. She was making like $15 million a year. So I think it's like anything else, man. It's like if you get to the very top of it, those those ladies are making a ton of money. So they might be able to just hang on to that and live off of it. I mean, if you should be able to. You're making $15 million a year. I mean, even one year. Hang on to it, baby. But, uh, oh, what a racket. And I wonder for guys, too. Is there any, like, who's the most famous male model? For real. Could you name even one? Could you name a male model off the top of your head? Here, I'm going to look it up. Let's see. Who's the most famous male model? All right, here we go. This is the top, this is interesting, top 17 most uh, male models of all time. All right, here we go. Number one. Tyson Beckford. I don't know who this is, but by the way, what a handsome gent. And I'll say this too. When I was watching Too Hot to Handle last night, I genuinely, like these dudes are shred city. And I'm telling you, I'm genuinely more impressed, more excited, I should say, about those dudes that are super jacked. Then even the, the girls all had great bodies too. But I see those dudes with abs and I go, damn, look at the pecs on that guy. I will turn my head faster for a jacked dude 
than a girl any day because it's more rare. I think that's really what it is. It's more rare, right? And but uh, anyway, Tyson Beckford, number one, mil well, on the list. Here we go. Lucky, Lucky Blue Smith. First of all, great name. Lucky Blue Smith. Come on, dude. You could not not be famous with a name like that. Let's look him up now. Lucky Blue. I mean, the thing about this guy, eyes to die for. Now, let's see. He was scouted at the age of 10, pedophile, and signed to a modeling agency by 12, pedophile. The cut in 2015 notably dubbed him the One Direction of Male Models. Damn, bro. Okay. Currently, the model has 2.9 million followers on Instagram alone. Okay. Lucky Blue Smith. Number three. Let's see. Brad and Hudson Kronig. Now, this guy, to me, great hair, not as hot. The model is best known for being Carl Langerford's muse and maintaining a super close relationship with the designer until his death okay i mean is his kid part of this too let's keep going armando cabral hot dude nothing special david gandy great body david gandy yeah he's handsome as fuck i like that okay sean o'pry this guy's got cheekbones for days he was discovered in 2006 through his myspace prom photos when he was 17 all right, dude, let's look this up. Imagine being discovered. Let's see. I'm going to look up Sean O'Pry MySpace prom photo. Google filled it, automatically filled it for me. Yep. Oh, yeah. You see this photo? Boy, I'm giving off some weird vibes on this episode, huh? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. This guy doesn't even look like a human. All right, that one I get. Sean O'Pry, shout out. Hugh Bing. Yeah, he's handsome. Okay. John Cortajarina. Now, this dude, let me tell you something. The hair on this guy, if you get a chance to look up John J-O-N Cortajarina, K-O-R-T-A-J-A-R-E-N-A, the hair on this guy is my dream hair, and I'll never have it. I love this hair. This is taking a weird twist, isn't it? (laughs) What am I even doing on this episode? Whatever, we're too deep. We're at 9 of 17. Let's see all of them. Matthias Lauridsen. This guy I don't get. Too pale. Marcus Schenkenberg. So this guy, yeah, uh, this is not for me either. This guy, he kind of looks like a uh, Chris Angel. Like Chris Angel's cousin. That's not for me. Luca Sabat. Okay, cool hair. I like it. Noah Mills. This guy looks exactly the same as, uh, who's the lead singer from uh, Maroon 5? You know, what's his face? Ivandro Soldati. Yeah, that guy's handsome. Wow. Johannes Hubel. Yep, eyes to die for. Adam Sen. Okay. Isaac Carew. Again, it's all about the hair. It's all about the hair. This guy's got cool hair. And Oliver Cheshire. He was scouted by Select Model in 2003. So it looks like, oh, he was referred to as the next Leonardo DiCaprio. God, that's a label, huh? That's a lot to live up to. He's a handsome guy. God, it sounds like you got to get scouted. How do you get scouted for modeling? You just got to hang out and look good? You just got to hang out at the mall and flex your cheekbones or some shit like that? I don't know. Wow. 
Boy, this has been a weird vibe on this episode, huh? Look at <laughs> all we ended up doing. This episode is called I Looked at a Bunch of Hot Guys. This episode is going to be called 17 Hot Guys. Well, 16 hot and one pale. <laughs> My God. All right, guys. Anyway, have a happy uh, Friday. Like I said, we've got, I'm going to be mixing and matching some stuff. Some format changes uh, are coming to the podcast that I think are going to make it better and uh, more entertaining for everyone. And I truly appreciate everyone tuning in all the time, still listening, coming along with me. And uh, it's going to get better and better as we continue along here and uh, make our next move. Stay tuned for that. Uh, This should be coming in the next couple weeks, those changes. And uh, other than that, have an amazing Friday. I have some comedy dates to announce very soon, and I will do that next week as well. And uh, I cannot wait. Have an amazing Friday. Have an amazing weekend. And uh, I will see you later. Bye-bye.